This is West Virginia Morning. I'm Teresa Wills. A new report shows that lung cancer and smoking rates in the state lag behind the rest of the country and show no signs of improvement. We're at the bottom of the lists of, of uh, a lot of the major categories, such as the uh, new lung cancer cases. I believe we were 47th out of 51. That story and more coming up this West Virginia Morning. Support for West Virginia Morning is proudly provided by Luke Frazier. A competitive scholarship to encourage high schoolers to become teachers isn't accepting applications for lack of funding. Chris Schultz has more. The Underwood Smith Teaching Scholarship Program is a competitive scholarship for recent high school graduates wanting to become teachers. But Sarah Tucker, Chancellor of the Higher Education Policy Commission, told lawmakers in the Joint Standing Committee on Education in Wheeling Monday the scholarship is not accepting new applicants. The idea was that you would step in each cohort, right? We didn't need the total fiscal note for all four cohort years in year one. So you funded the freshmen in year one. In year two, you funded the freshmen and the sophomores. In year three, you were going to fund the freshmen, the sophomores, and the juniors. But that third year didn't get funded. Tucker says students who have already received the scholarship will not be affected by the funding issues. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Chris Schultz in Wheeling. An expert told a legislative committee interim meeting that the struggle to help homeless and near-homeless veterans often includes helping their families, too. Caroline McGregor reports. The Select Committee on Veterans Affairs heard from Helping Heroes, a Wheeling-based center that helps veterans facing or currently experiencing homelessness achieve housing stability. Iraq veteran and co-founder Jeremy Harrison told committee members efforts to help homeless vets includes their spouses and children. There are many children involved in these families that are, are homeless families or families living in vehicles, you know, wherever they can. Harrison said vets facing eviction get help with rent through the state's Emergency Solutions Grant Program. They also get help with transitional housing and emergency shelters where needed. The organization boasts a 72% success rate of helping vets get gainfully employed thanks to an individual partnership between the vets and their case managers. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Caroline McGregor. Tuesday marked the 53rd anniversary of the Marshall University plane crash. 75 people, football team players, coaches, staff, supporters, and the flight crew perished, returning from an away game at East Carolina. Every year on this day, Marshall remembers the 75. Randy Yowie has our story. Thousands gathered around the splashing Marshall Memorial Fountain, unified in the theme of We Will Never Forget. Like all his predecessors, Marshall football head coach Charles Huff tells his players, when you come here, you choose this story and you choose this history. So it's important that you understand what you chose. You understand why it's so important to the people that are here. Um, you understand why it's so important to this community. Um, so then you can have your own personal feeling and personal lane towards the event. Keynote speaker Craig Greenlee says he would have been on that plane had he not resigned as a player the previous year. Greenlee believes the 1970 tragedy actually brought the community together during a time when racial tensions at Marshall were high. People were at each other's throats and the fact that the city police had to be called in. But see, then the crash happened the next night and it's like that all disappeared. 
WSAZ Sports Director Keith Morehouse lost his father Gene in the crash. His wife, Debbie Hagley Morehouse, lost both her parents that November night. They quietly attend every memorial because Marshall has been so respectful to them over the years. It's incumbent upon us to, to show up and, and show our appreciation and our respect. Everybody has their own way, but the fact that the university does this is uh, really has an impact on those of us who lost people that night. Every year on this day at the memorial's end, the fountain is turned off until spring football practice. Another way the Marshall community shows they will never forget. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Randy Yowie in Huntington. Lung cancer and smoking rates in the state lag behind the rest of the country and aren't showing any signs of improvement, according to a new report. Emily Rice has more. The American Lung Association's 2023 State of Lung Cancer Report ranked West Virginia as 47th out of 48 states included in the report for new lung cancer cases. Amy Van Cleve is the advocacy director for the American Lung Association in West Virginia. Unfortunately, West Virginia um, ranks second highest in the nation for new lung cancer cases and the worst in the nation for adults who currently smoke. So there's so much more work that is needed to reduce the burden of lung cancer, particularly in West Virginia. According to the report, West Virginians aren't surviving lung cancer either. Bob Heron is a thoracic surgeon and the director of lung cancer screening at WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital in Wheeling, West Virginia. These numbers just tell us, you know, we're although we're making, you know, slow, steady strides of progress, we still have a lot of work to do. Uh, we are at the bottom of the lists of, of, of uh, a lot of the major categories, such as the uh, new lung cancer cases. I believe we were 47th out of 51. Um, and we also ranked 37th out of 42 in lung cancer survival at 22.4%. The national survival rate is 26%. While rates of smoking in West Virginia are alarming, Van Cleve said there are other contributing factors to West Virginia's rates of lung cancer. The bottom line is, if you have lungs, you can get lung cancer. So while smoking is the leading risk factor for lung cancer, there are so many other things that contribute to that as well including environmental air quality, including exposure to radon, and even your genetics. Radon is a naturally occurring, colorless, odorless, tasteless gas. Van Cleve said homeowners should keep radon detectors up to date to avoid exposure. West Virginia ranked 31 out of 51 states and Puerto Rico surveyed in radon exposure. If you're breathing things in the air that your body is not meant to breathe, that has detrimental impacts on on your body, which is why we spend so much time at the Lung Association looking at all of the different risk factors um, related to lung cancer. Van Cleve and Heron encouraged people who might be at high risk to take a survey at savedbythescan.org. It helps determine eligibility for a new kind of low-dose CT scan to check for lung cancer. You know, I would implore you know, people who fit that bill to ask their primary care physician about it and, and, and to get the ball rolling to get a to get a low dose CT to evaluate for a lung nodule or a potential lung cancer that could be potentially, you know, discovered in the earlier stages as opposed to the to the later stages, which, uh, as everybody knows, an early stage cancer is so much more uh, feasible and, and easier to cure than a, than a latter stage. 
According to Van Cleve, a long-term solution to the lung cancer and smoking problem could be brought about by legislative action from state lawmakers. That is why the Lung Association calls on state legislators to increase funding for tobacco control and cessation efforts, which have been dramatically underfunded year after year to the cost of countless lives. While West Virginia has shown improvement over the past five years in new cases, survival, and early diagnosis, experts say there is still plenty of work to do. For Appalachia Health News, I'm Emily Rice in Charleston. Appalachia Health News is a project of West Virginia Public Broadcasting with support from Charleston Area Medical Center and Marshall Health. This is West Virginia Morning. I'm Teresa Wills. It's 752. Areas of fog this morning becoming mostly sunny today. Cloudier skies in the south. High temperatures in the 50s and 60s. Tonight, clear skies with lows in the 30s. And mostly sunny tomorrow with highs in the 60s. Support for WVPB is provided by the West Virginia Symphony. Presenting Mountain Stage with the WVSO on November 18th at the Clay Center in Charleston. Tickets and information at wvsymphony.org. West Virginia colleges and universities are working to face enrollment challenges head-on. One element in that effort is the statewide Gear Up program, encouraging high school seniors to get ready for college and careers. Randy Yowie has more. About 200 seniors welcomed Marshall University President Brad Smith to the school's Joan C. Edwards Performing Arts Center stage. Before all the hoopla, Mason County Hannon High School's Samantha Hankins said she was looking forward to graduation, but not the day after that. I'm scared. I'm really nervous, <laughs> if I'm going to be honest. It's scary. How come? Um, it has a lot to do with adulthood and you're no longer in college, you're no longer in high school around like a bunch of kids and you don't have like as much high school support as you would in college. Seniors from Hannon, Point Pleasant, Tulsa and Lincoln County High Schools were all bused to Marshall to hear from academic program leaders, fraternity and sorority life coordinators, student body leaders, to have lunch and get a campus tour. Mallory Carpenter is a regional program director for the West Virginia Gear Up program. She says Gear Up's federally funded goal is to simply get students interested in any kind of education or training after high school. Whether that's four-year, two-year, um, trade school, military, certificate programs, apprenticeships, um, the whole gamut. We just want students to go on and do something after high school. Developing that post-secondary school interest is Point Pleasant High English teacher and Gear Up site coordinator Carla Grady's job as well no matter what the student's socioeconomic status may be. They are cross-section, so we have students who come from um, 
overcoming many obstacles, broken families, um, you know, low SES. And then we have students who um, have great support systems at home and um, can afford to do some different options as well. And days like this coming to Marshall University's campus gives them an opportunity to be able to envision themselves living a life here on campus and getting exposure to all their career options. Point Pleasant senior Luke Pyle says his career options may include something along the lines of technology or media. I know Marshall has a new cybersecurity program that I'm really looking forward to looking into. Um, That's one of the reasons why I came on this trip today. But um, I'm still not 100% nailed down or tied to anything. President Smith hopes gear up days at Marshall inspire students to see all the possibilities they have before them. That helps them understand what's available at college, what's available in trade schools and community college, what's available at the military. We want them to be lifelong learners and realize that any and all of those options are wonderful ways for them to create the future they want. Marshall is one of many universities across the state and nation that are retooling their curriculums to meet the changing workforce demands of today and tomorrow. Smith says that's happening at Marshall without breaking any academic traditions. We are not forsaking liberal arts at all. We need to have individuals that come out with all the life skills they need to be great citizens, to be great contributors to their community, but also have the career skills to participate in the 21st century. Those things are not ors, they're ands. And at Marshall University, we're embracing an all-of-the-above education strategy. With a goal in mind, Samantha Hankins said she wants to be an EMT, and the collegiate medical path may be her way forward. The world today is turning into more like hands-on stuff. So it's it's going to be a lot harder to find jobs if, for like construction and medical if you don't go to college for it. Because those involve taking care of people and it puts a lot to your, towards your community. That's why Samantha and hundreds more Mountain State High School students are gearing up. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Randy Yowie in Huntington. West Virginia Morning is a production of West Virginia Public Broadcasting, which is solely responsible for its content. You can keep up with the latest West Virginia news throughout the day on our website, wvpublic.org. Support for our news bureaus comes from Shepherd University. West Virginia Morning is produced with help from Bill Lynch, Brianna Heaney, Caroline McGregor, Chris Schultz, Curtis Tate, Emily Rice, Eric Douglas, Liz McCormick, and Randy Yowie. Caroline McGregor is our assistant news director, and she produced today's show. I'm your host, Teresa Wills. This is West Virginia Morning.